0: good morning everybody and uh, thank you so much for such a warm welcome it it obviously does feel like um, Nesta was just praying before the meeting it feels like we're kind of thing coming into a home that feels like part of our home and part of our sort of history over many years has been uh, involved in In fact we 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 were in this building uh, 45 years ago when it didn't quite look like this um, and uh, so we've been part of that, of course I was only three at the time, but, uh, uh, um, but it was like uh, we've been part of the journey sort of ever since then, so thank you so much for such a warm welcome and for inviting uh, Nestor and I to be here, but for me to be part of this series, and I've got a good one today, okay? (laughs) i like to get a good one, you know, I don't think there is a bad one, but I'm just saying I like this one particularly. Uh, So I would tell you first of all what I'm not going to do. I am not going to try to say what the title of the series is. (laughs) I'm not gonna try and pronounce it, I'm not gonna try and say it in the right intonation, because I know that I will get it wrong. So that's the first thing. The second thing is I probably ought to say early on, because my title, is, I am the good shepherd, and that rather good looking chap there is me, And uh, but this is my first disclaimer really, that looks like I know what I'm doing and it looks like I'm a shepherd. Actually, I have no experience whatsoever. This was a complete setup, and I was just saw some sheep, ran behind them quickly, and somebody took a picture of me. So I have no experience of handling sheep whatsoever, so this is not coming from it. I have been worked on a farm, I've worked with other different animals, but not sheep. So I've got no personal kind of experience here to offer. What I think we all do, probably many of us do know, is that when we think of shepherd and sheep, Today, in Britain, we think of like woolly sheep in green fields uh, with, with hedges around them, uh, where a shepherd comes in with a sheepdog. Whistles around, very clever, very clever. You won't find them in the Bible, but there we are, they're kind of like <laughs> I've often wondered if shepherds are elders, what are sheep dogs? I think deacons probably, but they anyway. are. <laughs> So you've got, shepherds. Uh, you've got these days you've got quad bikes uh, and so on. You won't find those in the Bible. Barb- and even drones are being used these days. I don't know if you've seen any of that, but Jeremy Clarkson tried to get a drone. It's a clever idea that he used, a drone that barked. That was a really, really clever idea, and it sort of worked for a bit until the sheep all leapt over a field and scattered everywhere, so it didn't totally work. But what we're going to say is that when we think shepherd and sheep... It isn't quite the same context at all to what was happening in biblical times. In biblical times, we find that there's like, uh, right through biblical, all the, the different centuries, if you like, from the Old Testament through the New, there's this understanding of shepherd and sheep Quite different. Um, the, the, the pastures would be sort of very sparse. Um, there would be none of these fields or, or, or boundaries there, particularly. So they would have to keep moving from place to place to try to find good things. And of course, one of the key things that many of us will be aware of is that the shepherd in <coughs> biblical times would go in front, they would be the one who would lead. And so our concept today is they're behind like me, you know, coming along behind somehow and shooing people somewhere. And what else we need to see is right at the beginning, when we think about Jesus saying, I am the good shepherd, we see him in a very different context to sheepdogs, quad bikes and drones, okay, or lovely little fields that keep things corralled and people in. So that's the first thing just to say. The second kind of uh, thing is to say that this passage that I'm dealing with today totally dovetails into what Dave Robotham did just a couple of weeks ago. And so they really become, they're really from one narrative, they're one sort of story. So we've sort of artificially separated them because we needed to, but it means that there's a strong overlap. So if you haven't heard his talk, you do need to do that to get the full context. But there is an intertwining uh, of, of, those, um, of those, those things. Actually, in actual fact, as you read through this passage, there are two characters that appear in it. One starts off being called the gatekeeper, and then there's the shepherd. The gatekeeper becomes the gate, okay? So that's the one from last time that you need to to listen to and talk to. So let's just say what is happening here when Jesus announces to the Pharisees, to the Jewish people, I am the good shepherd. Now, as we probably already are being told and reinforced here, is that when Jesus uses the I am, he's using a statement and a phrase which only God really used to say, I am. So there's not, that's not gonna be lost on his listeners, that this is like a, an announcement of Jesus's divinity. He's saying something about him and God in that very, just that simple statement, I am. And so that all the beginning of the I am's begin with something where he's making that mark, that announcement of his divinity. But this is actually more than that, this is a double whammy. See, because I am relates to God, but the good shepherd is also who God would be seen as. See, God, certainly the shepherd, is not a good shepherd, the good shepherd. The only one who was the shepherd and would be known as that was God Himself, the shepherd of Israel. And so Jesus is going like here I am relating to God, if you like. The good shepherd, or that can only be, if you like, the only one who could be that was God himself. So Jesus is clearly giving an announcement about his divinity here. And then also what he's doing, he's just beginning to describe his relationship with us. It's this sort of relationship. It's like a shepherd to his sheep. And we'll look as we unpack that This morning we'll see what I because the 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 the, as we say the context is right throughout Scripture over and over again. It was one of the most common livelihoods, and um, many of the biblical characters Abraham, Moses, David all began their life as shepherds. And so there's an understanding here about what that relationship means and what it looks like. And Jesus, of course, goes on to completely unpack that and say, this is actually what it means. This is what my relationship to you looks like. And that's what it was about this morning. So, should we go to the text, shall we, this morning? Um, And as I say, it feels like we're jumping in halfway for the sake of time. I would probably, in a good um, session, that had longer time and so on. I mean, I've only got the two hours today to speak to you, so. uh, Um, But we really should start earlier in this. But uh, we're going to start at verse 11 from John chapter 10. I'm going to read it from that screen. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. And then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and he cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but when I lay it down, of my own accord, I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. Amen. And this is obviously Jesus uh, beginning to unpack really what uh, it means to be the good shepherd. So let's look at this a little bit more detail. So firstly, we are the people. We are described as sheep. Now, how many of you know that's not necessarily a compliment? (laughs) Oh, yes. Here's Here's a picture, God says, I've got of me and my people. My people are like sheep. Now, uh, there are some phrases that go with sheep, like silly sheep. I don't know if they've heard of those ones. But they are a, st- a strange kind of animal, really, considering how p- prolific they are. They are one of these strange animals that are completely defenseless. Uh, they, they kind of uh, have no, they've got no um, natural ability. They haven't got teeth, actually, to, to, to fight something off. They're not fast. They've got kind of great woolly jumpers on that slow them down anyway. You know, they're not, they're not, they can't escape. They've got no natural ability to get away from predators. And they've got no kind of other, so they are helpless. Anybody beginning to feel a bit like a sheep right now? Yes, okay. Um, And they are certainly not known for being particularly intelligent. Um, They are really wholly dependent on their shepherd. And uh, I, don't, I haven't had lots of experience, but one experience I did have was uh, once walking in the countryside and, uh, and seeing this field, lovely green field with sheep uh, in it, grazing. And uh, what happened was one of the sheep had decided, look, there's lovely grass over here, but I think it looks good for me to go down into this ditch, which is full of briars and brambles and all this kind of thing, as a, as a, let's go. I just think it's a good, good idea to go there. And what had happened was a couple of sort of farm hands were there trying to get this sheep, which had got himself into a right mess, to try to get it out. And actually, they were, they were wrestling away. They actually got a tractor and they tried to sort of put something around it to pull it out. Unfortunately, what was happening at the time was a lot of other sheep that were in the field looked at it and said, "Oh, why don't we go and jump into that ditch as well?" <laughs> And so as they were trying to get this one sheep out, all the others were piling in after it, going like, you know. And I'm just thinking, hmm, we are like sheep who have gone astray, you know? And I wonder if there's something in us that, like, like that there's something in us that God looks at us and goes, oh, you are the sheep of my pasture. Uh, so yes, we are sheep, and some sheep are not known for being terribly bright or very intelligent. Um, but also, we know from this text then, that Jesus says that he is our good shepherd. Now that means that there is really just one shepherd. He says, we're gonna bring this, this people of, a, of another flock, he said, uh, uh, another people who are going to be, which most people interpret as the Gentiles, the future, us. There's people from the future who are gonna be brought into this flock. There will be one flock, Somebody say, praise God for that. Uh, Many denominations, many this, many that. But one flock and one shepherd. And we all have the one shepherd. And we know that that one shepherd is the one that we find our shepherding care and protection and guidance from the one shepherd. He says, one flock, one shepherd. It's in him and only in him. We're very clear about this, aren't we? Jesus said, no one comes to the Father but by me. And through him, our shepherd, we find that he's laid his life down for us, and we find our salvation only in the true good shepherd of Jesus. He brings us through and he gives us our salvation. So Jesus is our one shepherd, But actually, I want to just say this as well, though, that he actually also is an example for our leadership. Because what happens is, whilst there's the one shepherd, throughout the Bible, those people who God appoints to look after his people, they're also called shepherds. They're not the good shepherd, but they are maybe quite a good one or something like that. But what I I tend to call these um, local shepherds. They are people who God puts into place, and he's always done it, through the Old Testament, he put people into place to be leaders, to lead his people, locally, right? They're never replacing Jesus, but he brings them in. And so he becomes an example for how leadership should work. Hmm, sets the bar a bit high, doesn't he, there, Gary? And I think it's quite a challenge to us to go, oh right, Lord, you know, you are saying, this is what shepherds. And right into the New Testament, uh, sometimes called elders, sometimes overseers, but the word always is shepherd. And he's saying, if you're gonna look after my people, I want you to be shepherds to the flock. I think this is really important today because we live in a world where if you took a metaphor for a senior pastor of a good church, I don't know what the metaphor would be, but probably some people think, think it's more like to be a CEO. Good manager. Uh, you know, to, to be the CEO of, 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 the, of the church. Because today we do live in this complex world of charities and employment laws and financial, you know, you know. But I think it's so important that God says, I'm not calling you to be good CEOs. I am calling you be shepherds of my flock and I believe good churches in these days cannot get afford to get pulled away into let's let's appoint good managers because we need this thing managed well of course there's a good place for that of course that's important but the heart that God's after is a shepherd's heart it always has been and it always will be that when he says I want you to care for my people he says I want you to shepherd them I want you to care for them in that sort of a way. And uh, I think it's, uh, it's fascinating because you say, well, a number of us as leaders of churches, you know, we've, we've all got different sorts of gifts. Uh, my gift is not particularly pastoral, you might say. I'm an evangelist or I'm a prophet or whatever. But I find it interesting, you see, that when Peter, you know Peter from, from the disciple Peter, if we were to do an assessment on Peter today, if we were to do some character work on him and say, hey, I'll do a Myers-Briggs or do a, this sort of test or another test, I think he might, I think he might come out as ADHD anyway, <laughs> personally. I, I think he think, personally think he might be, you know. But I also think he'd probably come out, he's probably quite prophetic and qu- definitely apostolic and all this sort of thing. And certainly, in, as you go into the Acts of the Apostles, he's a great preacher and he's, He's a miracle worker. Goodness me, even his shadow causes miracles and healings to take place and hankies and all this sort of business. You go, right. so here's Peter and here's his profile. And yet when Jesus restores him, what does he restore him as? He restores him as a shepherd. He says, tend my sheep. Care for them. See? So I think that's really important for us today to say that as leadership with whatever role people might have called us to be, that he calls us first and foremost to carry a shepherd's heart. And whilst Jesus, we're talking about Jesus as the good shepherd, he is an example for how we should be those as shepherds in the flock. Now is that all right to say that, okay? Because I, I don't want to put pressure onto church leaders here other than you need to be pretty good. Okay, <laughs> it's. I think it's a vital thing because I think there's a sh- there's a shift that goes on subtly in the world we live in. To be, it's all about really good management and so on. When I um, finally handed over the overall leadership of a church that we've been leading for a long time in Derby, and I had one of these. We had Nestor and I we had a sort of moment with the. The, the successors, the team that were taking over, felt a little bit like Jesus just before he was about to be ascended. You know, we felt like we wanted, to, what was the final words you actually want to say? And really, we said like, oh, we only want to say three things. But number one for us was, guys, lead like shepherds. Don't forget, that's the call. That's the primary call. And so we'll look a little bit more about what that means for Jesus and from Jesus as he So. Let's have a look at it then. Jesus, the good shepherd. Uh, What does it mean? What are the characteristics then of Jesus being our good shepherd? Well, the first one is just so wonderful and so simple and so true. He cares. He cares for us. Um, It's personal. It's not like he just looks over us like a bunch of woolly sheep in a field and goes like, I don't know who you all are, but I I broadly care for you. Do you know what? He actually says much, much more than that. He says, no, no, they know me, and I know them, and I know them. In fact, in the passage that David read last week, he goes further than that. He says, I know you by name. I just think this is a wonderful thing. Sue Trudinger, there we are. I see you there. I didn't see you until just now, and I'm going like... When somebody calls you by name doesn't it mean something I have to say I've not been very good at this is anybody else like feel a little bit guilty like me that you kind of forget names and you sort of wish that you go and you know somebody said to me a while back there's a lot of people called there in your church aren't there <laughs> cuz you'll go around going hello there hello there oh hello there oh hello there it's oh, hello <laughs> And I feel, I feel like embarrassed <laughs> that these great pastors or books that I read about about being a really great shepherd is that you know everybody's name and you still call them by name. And I, I just wish that I had a, more of a gift in that way because it makes a big difference. When someone mentions your name, you're valued in a whole different way. Jesus says, I know your name and you know me. Isn't that wonderful? It's not just... Oh, I care about you. No, I care for you, and I care about you because uh, I can care about you by name. Uh, when somebody mentions your name, you kind of go, "All oh, 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 right." So, I just want to tell you. It just reminded me that um, many years ago, I met Billy Graham. You may just want to just stop and think about that for a minute. Just, like not only that, he shook this hand. And uh, I'm available at the end of the meeting, you know. <laughs> if anybody wants for a small fee, just a sm- <laughs> to shake this hand, I'm happy to sort of oblige, you know. Uh, I, I was somehow representing an area that was a big mission that was going on in the center of England. And uh, I, I went to this, it was a press conference really that was going on. I was just at the back. And I was fiddling around at the back and the press conference had finished. I turned around, there was Billy Graham. And do you know what he did? He looked at me and he said, see you tonight, Mark. I've lived on that for years. (laughs) Billy Graham. It's only later somebody pointed out, he saw your name tab. Uh, I don't care. He just said, see you tonight, Mark. That was just before his bodyguard pushed me out of the way as well. (laughs) but actually it's amazing isn't it what it does to you and what it means to you and I think we need to understand that today when he says he cares he cares for you he cares about you he has the ability to say every one of my sheep I know them by name they know me that's something for us to ponder on and think about just another thing about this he cares because he's also he's close to us The idea of the shepherd is that they're not distant or back in the farmhouse. They are with the sheep. And he was like close to them. You know, the idea of shepherds was they were always with their sheep. They couldn't leave them. You know, even our Christmas carol where shepherds watched their flocks by night. You know, there they all are. They're still there watching over them. So there's a proximity thing about God being close to us. This is another really important one because it's one of the true kind of like themes of right through scripture God saying I will be with you and I am with you my presence goes with you I will be with you until the end of age that is not just some comforting rhetoric that's God saying I'm close to you I'm in relationship with you I'm close with you in fact you may may not know this, but the I am moment when Moses saw, was there in a the bush, burst into frames and God spoke out of the bush and said the words, I am. What apparently that means is not just an identity thing, I, I am, if you like, this is my identity. But it also means, actually implied within it, and I am present. I am there, I'm here. And I think, so when God says, when Jesus says, I am, there's a sense of I am with you. I am present. And so his proximity is closest. And then, of course, how else he cares. He spelt it out so clearly in this passage. Because I'm prepared to lay my life down for you. That's how much I care. And he contrasts himself, if you like, with a hired hand. Here's what a shepherd does. A shepherd so cares for them, they're prepared to lay their life down. And again, I feel like, goodness me, that's a challenge for leadership today. Because leadership often, and I look at it in the world, I think, you're in that for yourself. You're there for your own ego. You're in there for your own benefit. You're in there for your own name's sake. Jesus says, no, it's the other way around with me. My leadership is, I'm going to give my life for you. That's what a good shepherd does. And that's why he is such a good shepherd. He even worries, he cares so much, as we know from other passages, if one sheep gets separated and lost, he goes for the one. <laughs> he cares, he cares, he cares, because he loves us. Amen? Amen? Oh, listen, I mean, we need to catch the shepherd's heart for us today. And uh, some of us feel more like silly sheep than others, or, or some of us feel like we're in a ditch and brambles, don't we? Uh, But actually, he cares enough for us. That's simple, number one. The second one is he guides us. He guides us. He leads us. And uh, from Psalm 23, which inevitably the listeners to Jesus this month will have all the references in the Old Testament to shepherds and and the times that God has mentioned him being a shepherd and so on. But, uh, But the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He leads me. He leads me along right paths. And um, so we actually have this as our shepherd today. I love this as well. He doesn't just like look after us. He doesn't just stand in the middle of the field and watch us. He leads us. He leads us. And he has one specific way in which he leads. No drones, no quad bikes, no dogs. Do you know what he leads us with? He leads us with his voice. He leads us with his voice and he says, my sheep hear my voice. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I love it, I love it, because there's something here about, like, we are brought into, not a somebody over us who uh, has a task for responsibility for us, but we're brought into a relationship. And often we think, when I think about the voice of the Lord, I think about a whisper. I think because we're in such close proximity that his voice is, come on, come on this way, come on, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And I believe that's something that we need to understand and develop and listen to. I think it's a lifelong journey, don't you? Yeah. I think today I'm going, I've been a Christian for, oh, three or four years now, isn't it, Nestor? You know, no, decades. And still I feel I'm learning to discern the voice of the Lord. Uh, We're going through some exercises these days, a number of us as leaders in a different context, um, with Waverly Abbey, uh, which is not too far from here, some of the folks from 24-7, and they're teaching us to discern the voice of the Lord together. It's a wonderful thing, and we're having to sort of find, oh gosh, things that are a little bit alien to people like me, which is things like silence, Solitude, those kind of things, you know, we have having to learn. But learning to discern the voice of the Lord together. Big decisions, just want to encourage you, if you're making big decisions, learn to discern the voice of the Lord together with people, with others that are trusted. But day to day, I think we learn to listen to the voice of the Lord. And I have to say, Nesta's better than me at this. She, she's more tuned in. She'll just listen to promptings from the Lord. And I believe that's part of his leading us. He's leading us daily, just Lena. You know. uh, I just remember just a little while ago, Nesta was, she just said to me, I just feel like, prompting from the Lord, just feel like I need to ring up the neighbor that we used to live next door to. And she okay, so she rang the neighbor. As the neighbor picked up the phone, she said, I can't believe you've rung me right at this moment, Nesta. And I go, she's done it again. She's got it again. She said, my husband has just been taken into hospital. I can't believe it. And I needed somebody to talk to. Folks, we all need to listen to the promptings of the Lord. That's the voice of the Lord. He leads us daily. He leads us. And it's a lifelong journey to keep learning and to keep responding to him. He guides us, okay? Ah, Lord, what does a good shepherd else do? He protects This is actually a little bit tricky because I think if we try to say to each other, right, this means no harm's gonna come to any of us. It's not quite the case, is it? But what I do wanna say is this, is that Jesus is a safe place. He is a safe person. He is where we can go. He's caught, in the Old Testament, it's a a fortress, (laughs) a refuge, a stronghold, if you like, a safe place that we can go. There is no one safer than the good shepherd. He is good. He is actually, there's nothing that he can do that is not good. God is good means, doesn't mean he's, he's got good attributes. It means everything about him is good. He can't not do good. If God is touching your life, he's bringing goodness to you. And Jesus is saying, I am the good shepherd. And so, his heart for us is to protect us. His heart is to watch over us. His heart is to keep us from harm. But there are times when things are going to happen to us. Even at those times, and especially at those times, we can run to him and say, we totally trust you. You see... This relationship, shepherd to sheep, is all about trust. And that's why, I don't want to go off on it at the moment, (laughs) but in, in some situations we hear about today, churches where shepherds who are assigned to be shepherds to the flocks, and they don't only like not shepherd the flock, but they in some ways abuse them that grieves my heart deeply and I know it grieves God's heart because he says, I want this to be, I want the church to be a safe place. Folks, this isn't just a leader's issue. This is all of our issue. We need to create culture where people are safe in every possible way. And, uh, and that's, what, that's what God's heart. That's what it means to be a, a good, good shepherd. And uh, I feel like Ah, I feel sometimes the the brokenheartedness of God when he sees the very places that are supposed to be the safest of places on the earth become places of abuse or some kind of mishandling of people. We've got to learn to handle each other, to handle people with dignity, with value, with respect, and with kindness. Hello. I sometimes go through those gifts and go, like, the lost gift of kindness. Because God is kind. He's kind to us. All right, so, sorry, I didn't mean to go off on one there. But um, let's come to the, the final one already here. He provides. This is what the shepherd does. He provides. And he does it by taking us places where we can have where we can, if you like, enjoy our provision. Now, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I think whenever I've thought about this, I think God is our provider, (coughs) thinking material things, practical things. He provides our food. He provides shelter for us. He provides, and I do believe he is God. He cares deeply about those things and leads us into that sort of provision. But more and more, I'm thinking, actually, what I need provided for me is actually for my, here's a good word from today, well-being. For my well-being. He provides for my well-being. So it's not just food and drink. It's actually he provides for me to be truly human. (laughs) To be, again, safe, to be cared for. And uh, I find it interesting. When we go to Psalm 23, he takes us through into green pastures. You know, come through valleys to green pastures, where we can then eat and we can drink. But interestingly, the emphasis is, lie down. Be by still waters. And I wonder if our provision today, in a world which is like living on super fast, where everything is a bit stressful, if we're honest you know where life is kind of and there's a huge amount of anxiety there are mental health issues there are all kinds of things that that we kind of get caught up with I wonder if his provision is to help us to lie down by still waters and find just Lord thank you that you provide for me if I am in anguish you provide peace for me hello is that okay is that all right I think I think his provision is a lot more than just a lot of grass. Okay, <laughs> I think it's something where he says, I want you to find a safe, quiet, restful place. I want you to come into my rest. Oh, Lord, what a good shepherd that is who brings us into that. So he is our provider. We look beyond our immediate abilities and we go, Lord provide for us, provide all we need for all of our well-being, for all of our health, and for all of what you've called us to be. Lord, you are the Good Shepherd. You lead us. We love you. We trust you. And we're going to follow you. I'm just bringing it to an end. I um, will just do a little dodgy thing here. Just want to add a word to scripture. <laughs> you see, Psalm 23 says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green passes. He leads me beside still waters. He guides me on right paths. Yet I wonder as sometimes we feel like, hmm, I don't feel like I lack nothing. I feel like I'm lacking quite a lot. I feel like maybe I'm not living in, in, by still waters. I feel like I'm not. I just want to add this one word, if I may. When. When the Lord is my shepherd, do you see what I'm doing? Because I think we can allow him to be our shepherd. And when we say, Lord, you are my shepherd, I think all these things follow. But there is the potential for us to go, well, I found a ditch with a briery, thorny thing, which I think looks just a bit better at the moment. And a bunch of people will follow you, you know? And you go like, oh Lord, that doesn't actually feel like. So I think when the Lord is my shepherd, it's all true, isn't it? It's all true. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down, he leads me in right paths, he brings me through, and the rest of it. Hallelujah. Don't you think Jesus is a good, good shepherd? And uh, we are so grateful. We can be silly sheep. We can get it so wrong. And he still loves us. And he still leads us. And he still protects us. And he still guides us. Let me just pray, can I? Thank you, Lord. Oh, Lord. We are so grateful, Lord, that when we find ourselves like sheep who've gone astray, Lord, when we've just gone and done things or taken ourselves off on our own roots, that, Lord, you're a shepherd who cares enough. You didn't come and get us, Lord. you come and fetch us and draw us back in. Thank you, Lord, that you want to stay close to us. And we today say, Lord, we want to stay close to you. We want to hear your voice. We want to come under your care. We want to be led by you afresh today, Lord. We want to come into your safety. We want to receive your love and your kindness and your goodness. And we want to receive your provision into our lives. I pray for this church, Lord. I pray, Lord, that it may be a place that that comes so much under the Lord's, the the Good Shepherd, that they receive and live in the goodness of it all. Because, Lord, we know that where you are, the Good Shepherd, your people will flourish. So I pray that over this church. I pray, Lord, that you would be... Just such a good shepherd to these people. And be an example to the leaders as well, Lord, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.